Welcome back to the Game Time CT Football Podcast. Uh, joined as always by Sean Patrick Bowley, and after his one week absence, Kyle Brennan. Welcome back, Kyle. Oh man, it was a rough week. I gotta be honest. Yeah, we missed you. Yeah, um, I can't say I missed this, um, but I got a lot of. Uh, I had my big uh, student teaching assessment due, which I can touch on in the worst of the week, to be honest. Okay, so it <laughs> went well? Yeah, it's done. Oh, okay, well, that's good. Well, we did miss you because when it was just Sean and I. I heard the meat grinder segment from last week. Actually, hey. I turned it off as soon as the sound came on. I yeah. I felt uncomfortable. Sean thought I thought someone really had left good. open a tab from somewhere. You know, it was not that far off from what you do, the, except at the very end where I, I must have hit a bone or something. Who knows? <laughs> it was basically the same thing. <laughs> So let's not, you know, let's not make <laughs> anyway, it out to be the worst thing. Anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad that Kyle's back uh, for this week because as we are continuing our little mini series of touching on different conferences and teams that have shots at making the playoffs, we are going to discuss the NVL with the NVL expert on this show, at least. Uh, right. We have Kyle and we're going to touch on the CCC as well because there was a big week last week in the CCC and there's a big week coming up in both the CCC and the NVL. But as always... How we start our show, we are going to start with our best and worst of the week. And Kyle, since you weren't here last week, you can jump right in and give us our your best of the two weeks, really, if you want to do that. How about those socks, huh? <laughs> oh, they, this, I tell you what, this team, first of all, I will name my next dog if I ever get one, Nathan Eovaldi Brennan. Yeah, you should have seen Kyle on Twitter. All, he should all have been the MVP of the there series. There was first love time. letters galore, especially oh, after the 16-inning game. I damn jacked up about that. He should have been the MVP because they don't win game four without him. He single-handedly wore out the Dodgers bullpen for the next night. Anyway, my worst of the week is is <laughs> I should have given Kyle love letters, but I didn't. That was my worst <laughs> yeah, of the week. I'm, I'm s- That's because I wow. hold the copyright to that graphic. <laughs> it was. It I was given a, it back uh, to you yet. It wasn't. We talked about it before. Uh, big shout out to the Sox, even though that playoffs as a whole, from the ALCS, the NLCS, the ALDS, the NLDS, even the wild card games were just boring. These Red it was Sox complete and utter dominance. These Red Sox would have swept or won four to one over <clears throat> the '98 Yankees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, oh uh, moving on. Nope, <laughs> nope, we're just ignoring that. Uh, moving on. Sean. I did not want watch one pitch, period. Um, I did not watch so one So then you have pitch. literally no possible of argument. This World All right. Series. <laughs> Sean, we're not going to get into that 98 debate because that's going to take it's too long. It's not a debate. It's a fact. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, Sean, what was uh, your best of the week? My best of the week was my, uh, my game. I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but uh, – you know, once again, I've seemed to have really fallen on, uh, jumped on some pretty good games this year <laughs> and uh, uh, fallen upon it because Pete was went up to East Hartford and uh, Southington and I went to see Cromwell Portland and Valley Regional and, uh, in Deep River and it turned out to be a nice little barn birder. Exact, it actually, I should say, it wasn't really a best. It was a, it was an overtime game. There was excitement yeah. everything. The game itself, you know, again, like we'll, we'll get into. But well, your boy it, Nick Wright it, stepped it, up there at the end. That kid. That's my best of the week, that kid. <laughs> Put him in at safety for the first time in his life, and he had a pickoff to you know set up what could have been the go ahead or the winning field goal, but uh, they, they missed it just a hair left. So yeah, that was a great game. I mean, I love going down to Deep River; it's a good good place. Yeah, and we had good Tim people. on last week, and it seemed like a very Tim good asked game. me if I if I uh, if I went up and got my free hot dog and, and soda, and I said no. I was kind of feeling more like in a in a hamburger mood or a cheeseburger mood, so I I said I contributed to the uh, to the Warrior Fund there. Um, my best of the week, and it's touching on basically what you said last week. So I went to Greenwich on Thursday, and they had mac and cheese. Yeah. So going off of you having mac and cheese at the North Haven game, 
I had myself some mac and cheese from Greenwich, and it was pretty delicious. So, uh, not nothing really crazy. Actually, I have another best of the week that's actually my best of the week. The Plainville football fans. Um, so, Ooh. I was doing the top performers for Game Time CT over the weekend. I threw a tweet out basically being like, hey, who were some of the top performers this week? You know, let me know. And within like a half an hour, I had like 12 different people in my mentions telling me about um, Frank Griffin, the quarterback from Plainville, who broke the school rushing record, had five touchdowns, threw for another touchdown. And I thought that was really cool. That And they were all teammates who were, who were coming to bat for him and, you know, kind of were really proud of the way that their quarterback played. The fighting Tim Shays. The fighting Tim Shays. Yeah, indeed. there you so go. That, it was great because they tweeted it at game time originally, so we saw it. Yeah, I saw it. it was, he Apparently was the first you did player. not see I it. I did see it. I liked it. Oh, okay. Um, he was the but first you were, like, surprised by it. No, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. He was the first kid I put down on the list. I embedded the tweet with the photo, and all of a sudden I had 30 people tweeting it at me. So I thought that was really cool that they went to bat I'm, for that. I'm going to sound like a really old guy here, which isn't too far off, but I guess the, the new thing now is everyone they do the fish hook is that what he was doing in that photo that's what it oh like. this or no i look well i got a fish like when i was up at uh, avon all farms uh tyler pumajan who will help win that game they he did the fish he did the fish hook and it looked like he was doing a fish hook here no it wasn't i don't know i don't know what that means I don't know. i'm not cool fish oh. hooking is an illegal move in mixed martial arts when you insert a finger into an orifice and then tug hmm. okay all right um <laughs> kyle <laughs> What was your worst of the week? I don't know. Now I'm just thinking about fish hooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I say my worst of the week? I don't even remember anymore. Oh, my worst teaching, of the week. Your teaching thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was brutal. I think I wrote 23,000 words in three days. It was awful. 23,000, like, huh? Yeah, that's a lot of words. Like, that's I've, a lot of I've words. had some writing binges around Thanksgiving in the past. Like, I've done 10,000 oh, yeah. in a week. Oh, this was rough, man. <laughs> that's was, why I had to skip out. I was I, had, I I was working on it. We have a lot of teachers, obviously, on this. Listen to this. Yeah, and I'm sure they well, can all it's, sympathize. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's the new requirement starting this fall. All teachers, candidates in the state of Connecticut, have to pass this thing called Ed TPA. Yeah, and that's uh, it's just the worst. It's one of the. I, I understand where they're going with it. It's just not a fun experience to actually do. So, but now the shackles of red tape are off of me, and now I'm ready to dive back into the second half of. Uh, I guess we're already in the second half high yeah, school football season. It's, we're well beyond the second half. Whew, thank God. I was entertained <laughs> by all the tweets. I was watching the World Series on Friday, first of third of 18 innings, and now I'm ready to go. Yeah. Now you have that. You look at you. got The, the mojo's the, back. The you got swag all the is here. stuff on. And swag is here. Let's look go. at this. I never use the word swag. <laughs> Sean, how about you? What? My worst? Yeah. Uh, my worst of the week was, all right, here's my worst. There's a guy, okay? He is on Twitter, and he knows who he is. Oh, and boy. every time, there's like, and it's all negative. Every single time. Oh, is this ne- the guy from down Fairfield yeah, County? Yeah, Fairfield County. He's a Greenwich guy. He's no, he knows who he is. And every single time, every single thing is negative. Now, even when he talks about Greenwich, it's negative. It's negative to Greenwich. Greenwich can't do this. Greenwich can't do that. They have to do this. They have to do that. And then... And then even when he's trying to pump up the FC Act, it's always at the expense of somebody else. Is that the guy with the Duke? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's him. He was okay. the interloper during the St. Joe's New Canaan He was the guy. And he, uh, Listen, I, I, I appreciate the passion, but it's always negative. It was during the state championship game in 2015, Class L. North Haven was down 21-7 to in the second quarter. Okay? And he basically said, this game's over. They, they don't belong. His exact words were... 
they don't belong on the field with uh, New Canaan. Of course, as we all know, Mark Montano showed up, and it was 35 all with about nine minutes left, and you know New Canaan ended up winning the game. But you know that I I bite my tongue, I hold my fingers. I don't. He, every week we get something from him. He knows who he is. He's got to stop because oh my god, dude, this is high school. Mm. Let's please relax. So anyway, there's a. Usually one of those guys pops up every couple. Yeah, of oh, days. I know. Listen, let's you know nothing new. Just... Look, if you're gonna be a troll on Twitter, at least put your face and your name to it. Don't <laughs> hide behind angry. something. Well, he like went on global he, learning guy. Who he went in on. Me the other I day. forgot to mention this. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. He went in on because Hand scored 68 points against Law, which is excessive. But the problem is it's a running clock, and they uh, and they scored 54 in the first half. Hand, we've gone on a billion times. Hand does not belong into. Tier two, even the law coach Eric Locker was a little, you know, perturbed by the whole situation. They're gonna hopefully fix that, but you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do with a running clock. It's a running clock, I said to him. Mm-hmm. He was all complaining. Well, people complain that Marinelli runs it up, but guys, who cares? It's a number. Who cares? I mean, is it look bad? Yeah, you know, what are you? But what are you gonna do? No, I mean, I mean, there Mal- should be better scheduling in the state. Absolutely. Hand scored 54 in the first half. You say? Yeah. Maloney scored 51 in the first half yeah. against Farmington. You don't see people freaking out about it. I, listen, I don't care. Easy target. No, I'm not saying that that I'm we, just, we should care, but people are freaking out about that. But no one's saying freak, anything everyone about Everyone freaks out about now. It, you know, you know, they go on and on. There's a few programs got that easy target. You know, yeah, every, and all. is definitely one of them. I mean, I, it's I, not I don't, fair, I don't condone stuff like passing, and then you know, then we sit down, we all start parsing whether it was sportsmanship or not. Oh, just God. you coach your team. I'll coach mine. That's what really but, what you have and to do. If about. you read Dave's story, they had their backups in in the second half or whatever. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess McCabe has scored a touchdown to start. I was like, I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever. Who cares? It's just that, anyway. I'm just let's not be negative. These are all kids. If we start being negative, then they're, everyone else is going to turn negative. It's gonna, it just we're not going to get anywhere. So there you go. Yeah, and I guess mine would be just Twitter trolls. If you're gonna, what, what if you're gonna say, if you're gonna talk global learning guy. Yeah, what is his name? Uh, global history learner. Oh, oh, that sounds that seems, that sounds like a fake troll. Account. Yeah, he was chirping me because I was saying how much I liked Yasiel Puig's like celebration because I like emotion in oh. baseball. And then like I made it was sarcastic, and then I made another sarcastic, and he's like, "Oh, you're being very disingenuous." It's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then I had a next guy, and then I tweeted about how uh, when Pierce hit the home run, he was waving his hand. So I like tweeted something sarcastically, and some guy, another troll, was like, "That's not nice." Because he's like, he's like, you know, Yankee players do it all the time. And I'm like, you're missing the point. And so I did the gif of the joke going over the guy's head. Mm. Yeah. And he, it's a he joke, like, son. Yeah. He said that F- I wasn't being nice. Falkhorn Leghorn. And then he called Bully Broly. <laughs> what a, I didn't even see that whole yeah. Broly. He didn't, he didn't yeah. at me. He, did no, he? he didn't because he couldn't I have should... added you because he said Broly. I might oh. change my name to Broly. So that was that. Just, that if actually, you're going to be a troll, at least put your face to it. That was my family name, family's name coming over in Ellis Island. Just oh. Really? There's a good fun fact. No, actually, that's not the case oh. at all. Oh, that, but that's a common thing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the the, guy, the people who came over on a bo- on the on a boat in the 1800s were Connolly, and the rest of them were all Canadians. From and there. then they all started eating out of bowls, and here we are. And here we are. That's it. That's the family history in a nutshell. <laughs> Who's in the poll this week, Sean? Uh, oh, yeah. in the poll this week. Let's see. There wasn't a whole lot of changes. It was just Southington, which defeated uh, East Hartford 42 to 27. They jumped up two spots to number six. That was basically it. Those were all the changes. East Hartford did not drop out. Wow. I thought that. I thought that as I was compiling the poll, it looked like Ansonia had a, had a good inroad there. And then for a little while they were, they were leading for the 10 spot, but then East Hartford made a a, a gallant 
comeback to get a, to the number a seven. second half charge. Yeah, second half. A, I for a, sure thought they would fall out. A Sunday morning, uh, not a Sunday morning, a Monday morning charge from all the guys who vote Monday morning. Um, so the so so we have East Hartford now at number ten, six and one. They lost to Southington, which we'll get to in a minute. Bloomfield played. Oh, that's another worst, by the way. Bloomfield. Anybody who played on Saturday, that that's a worst. That was they moved there. They played Saturday in a monsoon. It was cold. It was rainy. Well, they only crazy is going to a game Saturday in the monsoon. Uh, I went to one like an idiot. <laughs> I went all, all the way up to see Avon Old Farms, and I was miserable. It took me about a day to thaw out. So, uh, the, but Bloomfield, they moved to the Phil Rubin Stadium. They played Northwest Catholic. Only beat him twenty to six. You know, I, what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, they they've only allowed nineteen points all year. Bloomfield now they finally. We'll get a good opponent, a winning opponent, the next three games, beginning with Berlin on, on Friday. So they're number nine. Number eight is Nogtuck, which posted a, yet another shutout. That's five now um, as they roll into the, uh, the I would say, the difficult part of their, of their schedule. It's definitely the meat. The meat grinder of the Nogtuck well. schedule. They play Seymour, which uh, almost lost to Holy Cross, and I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk later. <laughs> we will. We shall see. As Naugatuck comes in at number eight. Number seven is Newtown, which rolled past Benel 45-8. Rolled. They absolutely crushed them. Um, Roll Hawks. Benel, one of those teams that had not played a, a really great schedule to that point, but they, they were looking for some love. And, well, I guess Dan Mason gave it to them. Four touchdowns worth. <laughs> um, and uh, they kind of took care of business there. And uh, now Newtown heads on to, to continue their 10 year unbeaten streak against rival Brookfield. They haven't lost to them since 2009's SWC Championship. Now a defunct SWC Championship game. Number six is Southington, as mentioned. They defeated East Hartford. Matt Thompson, three interceptions. Basically uh, kind of keeping uh, Raekwon Tompkins under wraps after a pretty explosive first quarter um, for the for East Hartford. So they move on to Enfield. I don't see anybody beating the Southern the rest of the way. They've gone through the meat grinder of their schedule already. Yeah. They play at Enfield on Friday. And at number five, St. Joseph. They crushed Bridgeport Central, as everyone probably expected. And now they go into a pretty interesting matchup at Staples on Friday night. Hopefully they're going to get Phil Passmeg, who's been out basically the last five weeks or so. We haven't seen him since, I believe, the Ward game which was week two. So uh, they head into Staples. Staples, 6-1, and one, looking pretty good, uh, getting a few votes. So that'll be the biggest game in the FCA this week. Uh, number four, Shelton, they did not play, uh, basically because West Haven, unfortunately, their, their principal, uh, Pam Gardner, passed away from cancer. Um, and so they, they, in order for the West Haven community to mourn, they uh, decided to uh, put the, postpone the game to number 15th. Uh, and number three is Hand, which defeated Law, 68-0, as mentioned. Yeah, it's a little excessive when you – but, I, you know, yeah, what are you going to do? It's a it's a running clock. It's much better than suspending people for going over 50 points, which was ridiculous. You know, you can talk about all you want. But Hand, you know, obviously does not belong in <laughs> Tier 2. And they're just going to roll into the uh, L playoffs, as everyone expects. So – Going into number two, we have Greenwich, which whooped up on Ludlow with 7-7 early, and then Stephen Bennett caught four passes. Three of them went for touchdowns, and they go into to hostile Tiger Hollow to see if they can do the same to Ridgefield, which is only 4-3 and three this year. And number one is Darien, which found itself in a really, you know, found itself in a dogfight with Trumbull. 
7-7 at halftime, and then they scored 21 unanswered points. Uh, Han- uh, Cooper Hancock had a nice game. It took him a little while to get going, and uh, just based on comments, Rob Trone was just not happy with that one. Did they lose a first-place vote? Uh, well, we, we Actually, there were two. We lost two voters. Oh, okay. Um, two people from their respective companies. Right. We have yes. you know, one right. of our guys and then someone else. Uh, so there are two voters that are down who, are, who won't be voting. So we're now down to 20, 29 voters at the hmm. moment. So there you are. That is the top 10 football poll. I'm actually really surprised that East Hartford didn't fall out. I, I mean, I told you before that I thought the loser of that game was going to fall out just the way that people vote. But um, uh, New Canada didn't fall out when they lost their first game. Yeah, they were one. I mean, East Hartford was six, six but in a not so strong. New Canaan's still not back in the top ten. Well, let me. I mean, if you really want to look at it, uh, East Hartford was only it was only twenty one seven. I mean, they were up, they were up big, and they yeah, clearly they were. were good. You know, and, and Southern it was a one score game until Southern didn't score kind of a, you know, clincher touchdown at the end uh, off an interception. So uh, I, I, I I agree with that, and I would, I would think, given your thoughts on New Canaan, I think you would agree with that as well. Oh, yeah, no, no. I kept East Hartford in my top ten. I wasn't worried about oh, us. I think I, – actually, I think I dropped them to 11 from, like I – I, I, I didn't have them high to begin with because Southington – Yeah, I mean, I only had East Hartford, I think, at eight or nine in my poll last week. Right. I think I had them just above New Britain. Honestly, I dropped Bloomfield down to 15. Yeah. I don't even have Bloomfield in yeah. my top 15. I had been voting them around 10 the whole season, and the combination of Pete talk and a 20-6 to six flat-faced looking effort against Northwest Catholic. And yeah. I mean, I was up there today, and they were talking about that game, and it was kind of like you, they couldn't really throw mm. in that. I mean, they have a really True. good running back in, in Butler. It was a Nori Easter. Um, so. But, I look, I, I think – I mean, I like Berlin, too. I like Bloomfield. I don't have either of them in my – Top ten. I don't know. If, I think I have Berlin like fourteen, hmm. just because I think that they're better than Bloomfield. But we'll see on Friday. Um, a lot of big games. A lot of big games, and the meat grinder is going to be. This is. <laughs> this might be one of the best weeks. We have reached the yeah. We have reached the teeth pinnacle of the meat, meat grinding. Grinding. Yeah. It's yes. like we just hit a buck on the highway, and we got to <laughs> meat grind the whole thing. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God you're here for this week. So <laughs> antlers and all, right? I, yeah. I say. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you need a trophy. But um so you know, Sean talked about the Cromwell Portland game that he saw um as it was his best of the week. But I mean that's another game, another overtime game for you. Yeah, that's well, that's two Cromwell overtime games I've seen this year. Getting paid for that extra time? Yeah, I hope <laughs> I guess I guess so. Maybe not. Maybe I can add a couple uh bucks on the uh I don't know, a, on the on the expense. You can add there. a zero to my salary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's another overtime game. I've seen some pretty good ones, you know. I, I think it was a second. Uh, did I see another overtime game? Yes. Which yeah, I, one? You, I don't remember. You, I don't know. You've seen a lot of good games this year. I right? have seen some pretty good ones. Um, I mean, I did see hand beat up on West Haven. That wasn't great. But it was a good story game. Yeah, but you got to go to surf the surf club. Yeah, well, anytime a surf club is a good time. Sean's people. Yeah, <laughs> my people. Uh, but what? But so, what kind of stood out in that game? That you know, why? Why you know, what was the difference for them for uh, Cromwell Portland? I mean, coming off that loss, um, Cromwell Portland. Yeah, they again they were up twenty one nothing, about twenty one fourteen nothing, and it looked like they were really going to take it to the valley. But the valley, you know, showed up, had some pride. Uh, yeah, I don't think either team is especially great. 
Let's. I mean, I don't vote for either one in the poll. I don't. I don't think any of them got any votes. To be honest with you, did Cromwell Portland get any? No. Um, you know, they. But they're two of the best teams in, in the, the Pequot. And I know we we pumped the Pequot up last week a lot, but uh, you know, it just wasn't. You know, once they they got up fourteen nothing, then it became a turnover fest. Lots of mistakes. I think there were like seven turnovers combined, or maybe a you know a, a kid a punt hit a kid. Uh, there were some. What do you mean hit a kid? Meaning a punt hit a kid and they had to they turned it over that way oh so it was it, fumble it, it, it was like punted into the back of a guy no it, oh. it hit it hit his leg and they in north uh not north Maryland, um valley region recovered through a touchdown to get to tie the game up so a lot of mistakes on both sides uh the the the, the big takeaway from that is that uh you know, valley regional's quarterback ryan santos was really kind of banged up um and they really had no passing game uh at least, at least wasn't a, a really good one. They tried different things. They tried their backup. They tried uh, putting a Jalen Arnum in there. It just wasn't a crisp offensive game, and, and they kind of knew it going in, and their defense really kept them in there. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in overtime, it's just like roll the dice, and they tried at the very end of the game. So Cromwell's up 7-2. Sorry, uh, they're up 21-14, and on fourth and goal, uh, after Valley got pushed back, they tried a trick play with Jason O'Brien, their best player, rolling right and throwing left. But uh, he just he threw off his back foot, and it just didn't get The kid was open, Jalen Arm, he was open, but it just didn't get there. So those two teams are pretty close. And, uh, you know, big one for Cromwell Portman because a loss, you know, in Class S, that would have been that would have been tough. But let me just, before I move on to that, it was that Nick Wright, man. <laughs> they Your put boy. A, it, he, he was just all over the field. He's a great receiver. Uh, they had a chance to – not only did he – they put him in safety. They need some to get something going. And Valley was about midfield. And he picks off a pass with nine seconds or almost ten seconds left. First play after that, they throw a, out to him on the left side. And he goes – gets down to the 15. I think they were about the 35 or so. And uh, they had a chance to kick the field goal to win that game. And and it, it went just, just wide left. But uh, I saw it, you had some trouble just determining whether that yeah. was wide left or right. Well, I was behind the goal line. I mean, the, I was behind it. So to me, it was wide right. <laughs> but to him, it was wide left. Yeah, well, that would be correct. Yeah, and I really, you know, uh, what are you going to do? It's yeah. just all about perspective. So uh, Need that edit tweet function to be installed. Nah. Yeah, I'm not in on that. No, nah, I'm not in on that. I'll, I'll, I'll take my – I'll take. well, you should see my you, – you watch my tweets are all like – Yes, there's no rhyme, reason, or function. My anymore. tweets are ridiculous because I, you know, I'm trying to do film games. I'm trying to report on what happened. And the, the you would have been great in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Fastest finger. Oh my god! <laughs> my, my, it would have no. My, my it would have hit, hit, hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you gotta love speaking of doing all that at a game. You gotta love the people. I had people on Friday night tweeting at me like, "Where are the updates? Where are the updates? Where are the updates?" Yeah, like, well, trying to satisfy. You can't keep everyone. Yeah. No one can't. Everyone can't be happy. No, everyone. If you cared, not. you would have been there. Yeah, that's actually yeah. would have been a perfect response. <laughs> God, I should have thought of that. There you go. I was so mad I didn't even respond. Yeah, I'm, I got yeah camera. I got the trying to do photos. photos and trying to do all this stuff. It's hard being a multimedia journalist nowadays. It really <laughs> is. My lines are open source. Feel free to use them. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, was a good game. Uh, how about yours, Pete? Um, yeah, so Southington East Hartford, obviously, not as close as it was last year. Um, obviously, if you if you remember last year, East Hartford won on the final play. Um, and their defensive back, Southington's defensive back, actually got owned in that game. And the only returner for Southington from last year's team was Matt Thompson. So I asked him about it at the end of the game, and I was basically like, 
you know, did you guys want to like prove something? And as I was bringing up what happened last year, it was me and our reporter Jim Fuller and Matt Thompson like said to us, but like, it was very quietly. He's like, yeah, I'm the only one who was, uh, that was all me last year. <laughs> like, cause like he was the only returner and he kind of like that. wore it. So then, uh, this is what he had to say after the game. I thought it was really interesting. Oh, we, we all wanted this game. Not, not only the defensive backs, we knew that this was a game that we had to prove. Um, I know uh, last year we uh, practically lost us the game last year. And so this game meant a whole lot to not only the whole team, but the DBs, the defensive backs especially. Um, we really wanted to come out here and prove that we're one of the best in the state and that we're willing, we could guard anyone we want. So that was basically, and and you heard the uh, the band back there. They were, yeah. Can the I band ma- was awesome, but they they but they played the entire post game as they went back to the school. <laughs> I had a contest at the end of my game. They did a contest when everyone's leaving, like a drum line. No, it was a it was like a, I can't even describe. It was like a game show at the end of my game. They. <laughs> A woman got on a step ladder and was like yelling out the crowd, "All right, we got number five. And so I'm interviewing uh, Randall Bennett, and the whole interview is shot. Usually, you expect quiet, especially since they lost. But they did a, decided to do a contest as everyone is fleeing the stadium. Um, you know, fleeing? What is, what is there an invasion coming from no. the north? Well, they just lost a heartbreaking game, and everyone was pretty disappointed. And they just Fle- wanted to get home. They're fleeing the stadium. Well, the whole everyone was leaving. You know, and they're doing a contest. And, and then a woman decides to start calling bingo numbers on the ladder. That's basically what it was, if you listen to it. And they're like, all right. There we go. And they're playing, like, they're playing disco. And it was – so I feel – sorry, Randall. The whole interview was shot with you. Um, uh, you could even hear it on – if you go to the Game Time CD and go to the, our video on Cromwell Portland, it, it, you know, <laughs> it was shot. We got so to get, get those mics. Now we I'm going get, to go do that. We got We got to get those mics that uh, – Ran at that time. Anyway, so the band was yeah, in the back of Matt's. Yeah, but, you know, for someone who was on that team last year when they got absolutely smoked, he stepped up. He had three interceptions in mm. the game. They forced four interceptions by Raquan Tompkins. One was returned. Oh, no, scratch that. East Hartford actually had the pick six. Anyway, Matt Thompson, three interceptions, stepped up. Uh, his first two that he made, one the next play, Tanner uh, uh, LaRosen with a 60-plus yard touchdown run to, uh, I think, tie the game. And then, or to give them the lead, and then the second touch, the second interception he made two plays later, seventy-eight yard touchdown to uh, Lamos, and uh, put them ahead for good. And then the third one was at the buzzer. So I mean, you know, for him to, you know, he wasn't obviously happy with how it went last year, and he showed with his actions on the field that it wasn't going to happen again. Uh, that said, really good game. East Hartford was up, you know, like Sean said. They were up 14 nothing. They were up 21-7. They were in control of the game. I thought they were going to run Southington out of the building. Obviously, you never think that when Mike Drury's coaching on the other side. But Unless they, it's Darien on the other side. <laughs> that's very true. Mm. Um, but they went they went to the ground early with La Rosa set. You know, even though they were down, they still were committed to the run game. Uh, he said that they were going to be committed to the run game the whole time. They were. It opened up the passing game, and Jacob Drena only completed six passes, but he made them count for something like 260. Um, that so, is efficiency right there. Yes. Passer rating loves that. Yes, and you know the wide receivers at Southington say that they're uh, the best wide receiving court in the well, state. They it, call them wide receiver U. I mean, they got, they've got they got a good pedigree there. Nick Jamelli a few years oh back, and Nick and Alex. Alex, Alex, Alex right? Jamelli. It was Alex, yeah. right? Nick was the other he was yeah, and good even too. Jason Rosen was—I mean, he was a tight end, but 
Yeah, he was Alex, a good receiver. I can't remember Tim O'Shea last year. I mean, they got a lot of good receivers. Coming Fun out. fact: here, Southington was running spread before anybody even knew what that the was. Jude, the Jude Kelly, yeah, brought Jude it. Kelly, right. Yeah. yeah. And and I remember uh, in my many conversation with Chris Anderson, he went to go learn it from Jude Kelly in like two thousand two or three. Right. It and, was, they uh, were running it with like Bruce. I forget, I forget his first name, but Bruce J- Jason. Uh, it was something like that. But I think even before that, but it was Jude Kelly, right? Yep. And uh, they call it the air raid. And even like Massick tried to, you know, co-op that when they were, they picked up the spread and, and Anderson picked it up in 04. They were running that. So, they, I mean, Southern, big trendsetter there. And they've always had great receivers. They had, they had to. Yeah. I um, mean, they even, and this Lamos kid's only a sophomore. Ooh. And they got Downs and Flynn, which were both seniors. Um, they got a lot of bodies and Southington is once again, one of the teams to beat in the CCC. But before we jump to our CCC talk, we're going to take a quick break after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. So the CCC now has one, two, three, four teams that are undefeated sitting at 7-0 and and four more that are 6-1. and We talk a lot about the CCC and kind of how their schedule isn't really that competitive. That said, we're staring at, I mean, there are a couple of these teams are going to cross over, but we're looking at a handful of CCC teams this year that have a really good shot to make the playoffs. Is the CCC that good of a conference, or is it it's really just that big of a conference? Yeah. yeah, well, that's number one, um, just quantity. I mean, again, the trend over the last, jeez, I think going back to 09, yeah, Southington won in, in 2013, but I think that's it. They won really. 13 and 14. R- they won back-to-back years. Did they? Yeah, 14. they won back to. Oh yeah, they did win in fourteen. I'm they won Barmore and Rose, and then they <coughs> because lost. there wasn't an FCAC team. The last <laughs> right. double yeah. L large. Well, they, yeah. it was NFA the second year and Fairfield Prep the first year, or vice versa. Right, right. Yeah, it was Fairfield. Uh, Bloomfield, Prep the first year Bloomfield picked up a title there too in fifteen. Yeah, right. Fifteen beating. However, the CCC giving all the number, the large number of teams there has underperformed mostly. In Windsor the hasn't games. gotten the job done. No, right. And they lost to Weathersfield. And Windsor's got the least got the state playoffs. Um, Middletown gets there, and as we said a few weeks yep. ago, it usually ends rather early. Yep. When it, and Southern has gone in undefeated, and they got smoked by Darien every other. Every Rocky year. Hill made a couple of good runs the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. right. Rocky and Hill. Maloney lost obviously to Windsor last year, so Windsor's right. win was like, against the CCC. There's a team. lot. There's a large population of CCC teams in the quarterfinals, and then usually get one or two in a final okay. and one winner every. All year. right. So this is what you got so far with seven, eight weeks into the season, seven games: Southington, Middletown, Berlin, and Bloomfield are seven and zero. Oh. We know that Berlin and Bloomfield are playing on Friday. Yep. East Hartford, New Britain, Platt, Maloney are all 6-1. and one. East Hartford and New Britain are playing this week. Platt's playing Middletown at some point this year. Yep. Platt and Maloney are playing on Thanksgiving. Right. Well, and there's definitely more crossovers than this. Those are just the ones I know. Better than we used, usually get. Yeah, but there's obviously not going to be eight CCC teams in the playoffs this year. Right. Well, yeah, we start with the the, the, the New Britain-East Hartford game. Yeah, the loser of that's probably done and done well. Yeah, because you're looking at double. They're already eight nine. I know. You know, when you look at the playoff standings, you can't get wrapped up in the standings. Yeah, um, because it's all about point potential. Not yep. really. I mean, it depends where you are, but also point potential. And they're eight and nine right now, which means they have not defeated anybody really with any points. Um, compared to like Staples, I, I guess. I don't know. I think if even if East Hartford loses this game this week to New Britain, I, I don't see them losing their last two. They'd be right on the bubble of getting in with two losses. 
Yeah, right? I mean, there's certainly new, a possibility. New Britain's got Berlin ahead. But don't yeah. forget, they also got New Canaan sitting there with, if they beat Darien, they're going to need to beat Darien. Yeah. I think that's that's. Oh, I agree. But, you know, yeah. it's, but and you that's also have Fairfield fair, 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 fair preps got North Haven. And then, again, you never know what happens on Thanksgiving. They, they should beat West Haven, but weird things happen in that game yep. frequently. And they never beat West Haven. It's, it's just yeah, weird. Except things. last year, where I think it was the first time in, in a while. I'm, I think a two-loss East Hartford team is certainly not out of the running. No, no. I mean New Britain, though. But that, but then yes. that would mean Southernton, well, East East Hartford, and New Britain would get into the double playoffs. That's well, three of eight. that would be a lot. You yeah. have New Britain still going to get Berlin. They're going to get Berlin. I yeah. think the max is three. The minimum is one. Yeah, Southernton's going in. Yeah, Southernton's so. going in because I don't think they really play anybody the rest of the way. Well, they got Cheshire, which is always a nice game. And Cheshire's on a two-game win streak. So right. And, shout yeah. out to the Rams. So, and then obviously Platt and Maloney and L. Platt's got Middletown, but Platt and Maloney also play on Thanksgiving, like right. you said. So, uh, I think uh, there are – Anything can If you notice, there are a lot more CCC teams. Again, it's volume, but there are a lot more than normal. But in Because in, the SEC is pretty much down. I mean, I'm talking about the poll. Um, there, the, the, there's just like, everyone's kind of going by default to the CCC teams, and right. some of them I don't even know if they deserve it. Like I, I'm, I'm, and Ned and a couple other guys, we're and you all season, Pete, everyone going nuts about Bloomfield. We have they haven't played anyone yet, and yeah. they yet they're number nine, right, right late. Yeah, don't know. get me wrong, they're a talented team. They have weapons, they have the stats that back it up. But when you look at who they've played, it's you know, it's Friday's going to be a gigantic test. Because Berlin is a tough team, but I thought Berlin was going to beat Ram handily, and that didn't happen. So shows what I know. Right. I, I think right. I think you might see a three-loss team or two getting into L two because there's only right now seven or eight one-loss teams. Yeah, I mean I'm circling that Platt Mullen game. I've talked to Sean yep. about this before on Thanksgiving. If Platt can beat Middletown, which I have no idea if they can, that's a two eight and one teams. Uh, going in there like the winners in the well, loser yeah. of the, might be going of the home. top eight half of them are ccc teams right now yeah so i think you're looking at minimum two cccs there, yeah. if not three and then i think berlin will make the m's and bloomfield will make ash even if either of them lose yeah that's about right well bloomfield's um, got ram right right after and then they got glastonbury bloomfield's last three right. games are no joke and you can't lose three games getting s no so they yeah. gotta at least win at least at least two, two of them yeah because oh. then they don't well i mean well, at least one, I would say. Then, then you're looking at you're rolling the dice a little bit. I mean, well, there's go- a two-loss team at twelve this year. So I mean, so far. Yep. So and and there are a few teams underneath that yeah. where I can see them. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think that there's going to be a shot that. Uh, it depends on who they beat, though. Like if you beat, if you go, if you, if you lose a game, you're actually your better bet is to lose the team that has no points and beating the team that has the points. <laughs> It is crazy the play, because that's the way the playoffs work. You need those points. Like Cromwell Portland was saying, like, well, you know, even if we lose one more game somehow, uh, we needed this one because they, all the points. Are, it's almost like getting two, two, uh, 200 points from, like, two teams that were winless. And then like even that. Valley Regional, who was also an S, they're only playing nine games this year. You know, we talked to right, we talked Coach King about that, oh, and that might be a little disservice to them. But staying in S – uh, since we have a couple of teams in S in the NVL, mm. um, Kyle, your boys from Seymour have a big game this week against Naugatuck, and then your uh, your uh, your high school Woodland has a big game coming up against Ansonia. Yes, this week. the good old hometown of Beacon Falls getting jacked up about this. If you drive on North Main Street next to the firehouse where the official bar of the Woodland football team, the Rivers Edge, currently has an Ansonia player. 
uh, in effigy right now with glowing eyes wow. and a skeleton with a big red X on the jersey. Um, it's very, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I was actually scared the other night because I was like, what is this person doing standing here? And then I saw it was a skeleton because um, I was driving the wrong way of the street because I was really excited. It was just World Series. It was great. Anyway, um, that'll be a really Who fun game. won the World game. Series, by the way? Uh, I got my nice jersey, my tie. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I think that, well, this is the first time Woodland and Ansonia are playing this week. Um, in this is the first time they've played since 2014 when Woodland should have beat Ansonia, and Ansonia scored those two touchdowns inside the last minute and a half and an onside kick, and it was nuts. But it's the first time they played since that game, um, which is kind of unfortunate. But anyway, wow. first time that two undefeated teams have ever played at Woodland in November. There's a good stat for yeah, you. Yeah, I show your tweet. Yeah, I had to go back and I missed that. that. What one. was it? What? This is the first time in November that two undefeated teams will be playing at Woodland. Really? Woodland. It's always at Ansonia or Fleamore <clears throat> or something like that? Yeah, when um when Woodland was undefeated in uh 04 and 05 in November, there they didn't play any undefeated opponents in those hmm. months and uh so this will be in, on paper, exciting in terms of 7-0 versus 7-0. Obviously, Ansoni's the uh, prohibitive favorite from my sources in the Valley say <laughs> that uh, Ansoni's getting 21 points in this game, um, which <laughs> I think is probably right about where they should be, I think. How uh, was Woodland even expected to be the you know 7-0 heading into this game? Like, what have they done this year that's got them there? Their schedule has been fairly light, but they also they've gotten really good at uh, – they're a solid – running the ball football team um, with Edit Krivka. Um, and they've got an offensive line that that um, has really come together. It's actually a mostly new. I think four of the six guys up front are new players this year, at least new to the varsity lineup. So Chris Maffo's done a really, really good um, job in his third, I think, third year as a head coach. Um, he's got Chris Anderson back as the offensive coordinator for the team this year. Um, and, and he's working with the junior quarterback and Tyler Belinsky, who's playing really well. He's keep taking care of the football. Their defense has been pretty solid. I think they've only given up two, uh, more than two touchdowns once against St. Paul. They got two um, shutouts, too. A couple shutouts. But it's not like, you, you know, you look at the schedule, their right. only game was against Wolkett. Real, I, Wolkett Which was an St. impressive Paul. win. They, they pulled away. It was 14 all at the half, and they just blitzed them in the second half. Okay. Um, St. Paul... They were they were trailing for most of that game, but they pitched second half shutouts against Wolcott and Saint and Saint Paul to win those games. Um, so they're they're a solid football team. They're I would say they're almost definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, at worst, they're going to finish eight and two with losses to Ansonia and Seymour. But if you ask me right now, I think that Seymour it's probably going to lose its last three games. I well, think they're going to go over against Nagi and Sonia. Yeah. And so speaking of Seymour, and you mentioned Nagatuck. Nagatuck's what? What, what were you saying? Sean, five shutouts this mm, year. Yeah, five They've allowed nineteen points in seven games. Right, which is best in the state tied for with Bloomfield, which gave up the six. They had only thirteen, but <laughs> right. Their head coach Dave Salazzo. It's a second year. He was a college. He was a defensive line coach in the in major Division One football for twenty years. Um, the man knows what he's doing. He was coaching at Maryland under Ralph Regan for a long time. Mm-hmm. He he had to stay at Georgia Tech. UMass. Like he coached in the right. Orange Bowl. He coached in the Peach Bowl. Like he he's legit. And their defense. Yes, their opponents have not been great, um, but their defense fly it like they get into the backfield. And to me, that this is – I know Sean was at the Ansonia-Nagata game last year mm-hmm. um, where, where Nagy gave Ansonia all that it could handle. To me, this is probably Nagy's best shot to beat Ansonia since they actually did it the last time in 2010. Right. I mean, this defense is really good. Um, and, you know, Ansonia's offense is fine, but it's not as explosive as no, it has been. It in, doesn't, in, I mean, yeah, they have – oh, man. 
They, I don't even know what number guy they're on right now. I know Darwin Amaya was out injured. Out. I think he's out for the season. He is out for the season. Um, and so they're on running back number two or three, which they're a running back factory. So again, it doesn't really. Well, who's too the much. kid now? I, I keep forgetting his name. I've seen them twice, and they've had a different guy running the ball each game because I think one was hurt <laughs> in each game. Um, so, it, but in any event, you know, Ansonia is going to be Ansonia. Um, I, I think the NVL November schedule is is good. We're good, yeah. Considering you, you have pretty much everybody except for Woodland and Augustic playing each other, uh, playing each other, which just sucks. Um, yeah, well, in any event, yeah, um, yeah. It, it'll be, you know, the, the pecking order right now is. I have Naugatuck above Ansonia. Most voters do. I know, Sean, I don't know if you have put Naugy in your 15 yet. I do. No, I, ha- I have Naugy, I believe, uh, 11-ish. Oh. oh, so they're making uh, they've waves. Moved, they've moved up in my wow. estimation. That's big stuff. Um, the the Ansonia back is Sh- uh, Shaquem Harmon. Harmon, yes. He's he's a he's a quick kid. He's small, though. Yeah, he's kind of um, like a Arkell Newsom type. He was like a young Newsom in terms right. of his size. Correct. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely not as explosive. Um, but I think Nagy's defense matches up well there. They, they're really, really good in the front seven um, with Nagatuck. It'll just depend on what Nagy's offense can do. They haven't really been tested at all. No, the, the big question is, is, does Seymour even have a shot? I, I don't. I saw their game against Holy Cross, and Holy Cross is nothing special. Um, and Seymour just looked lost for a lot of that game. And they even Wolkett. Uh, Wolkett gave him the, the handed them the defeat. Right. And Wolkett is just they're nothing special. Um, I don't. Yeah, like they needed to pull away Wolkett last week to beat um, St. Paul as right. well. I don't like Seymour's chances this month, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a rough finish to the yeah, season. They, they, yeah, with with uh, Noggy, then Ansonia, then Woodland. I mean, at best, I think they they win one of those. But it's players. nice to I, I I gotta say it's nice to see after what I mean. Yes, you had the Wilkett victory over Seymour, and uh, they've been. But it's nice to see the NVL join the season with some big <laughs> games. Know, no kidding. <laughs> I've honestly I've skipped like three weeks this season yeah. for various things. But like mostly, you know, I'm not getting paid to drive anywhere too far. Like yeah. I'll go for once in a while with, with with us to go to some games. But like. There hasn't even been anything moderately interesting in the NVL. I've been at looking all. at your your former employers, the Republican American. Their games of the week have been like teams I could name my score on. Fifty point games yeah. every week. Yeah, and Sean it, actually nailed it last week. He texted me. <laughs> He's like this to this, and it, I was like, oh, and I said a little lower, and Sean like hit it exactly. <laughs> Fifty. You can it's literally just, name your score. You know, and it's just, it's not necessarily their fault. The games are just. No, I either, don't blame them. They're, no, either, they're either close games against terrible teams. And they want to hit their marks. They want to hit every big team. Yeah. They, they, I understand that. Right. But they, like, they, I'm they, like, there was a better – and even that better game, quote-unquote, is not a better game. They've been on <laughs> Noggy's case hard, which is expected. That's one of their core towns. So, uh, But it'll be a fun month. I, I'm really – I think Noggy took sort of the X factor and everything. Um, you know, if, if they show what they can do here this next month, I think – I think this week against Seymour is the first time they'll get to show what their offense can do um, when it's all you know well well oiled and running here. Um, and if they fare well this week, I think that either gives them a ton of confidence or gives them you know something something that they have to go work on and maybe not to be. And Sonia, uh, this is again again we don't know a heck of a lot about them. The last time I saw them was in week three. Uh, we saw them we at saw Oxford, Oxford, right? Oxford there, and yeah. Tom Brockett. The head coach, because I know I say Tommy all the time, and everyone out there doesn't want me to say first names. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I always do that. But uh, Tom Brock was not happy after that game. That was week three. No, he's never happy. Uh, he is never happy, and they always kind of seem to 
say the things that make people doubt Aunt Sonia, and then they turn around at us at the season. He's really good at that. It's like he's very good at that. You know, just to jump on the the Red Sox for a second, and and this is it's not a knock on the Red Sox or any of the Boston uh, franchises (laughs) because they've won a lot of championships. They do such an excellent job of making it seem like it's us against the world, and it's. Or, like, everybody doubts us, yet they have, like, a 1,000 championships in the last 15 years. Like, no, we're not doubting you, Boston, okay? We, not anymore, We expect you to be there, but they do such a good job of making it seem like it's us against everybody. Well, so you, I, that's just, in their defense, it was pretty much them against everybody. I'm a Boston. I'm a Red Sox and a Jets fan, and I hate Boston and New York fans. Oh, you, it's let's not even get started on how crappy Yankee but fans are. And I'm a Yankee fan. But. Uh, I think that all the fans for, of both fan bases are. You can say they're pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah for but, the most part. Um, speak, so we <laughs> talked, you know, Ansonia. I'm just. I'm curious. I, I listen. This is a moment where Ansonia. This is when they start flexing their muscle, yep. and Woodland. You know, given some struggles it has. I mean, again, it, it won both those games, and it, it is to this point. And every high school team, it is high school, and you do see it. Even the best teams have their off days. Yeah. I mean, Darian, you know, might have you know, struggled to beat uh, Trumbull. Um, uh, last week, it, but they turn it on. It, it, that's the mark of a good team. You got to get over these. Lo- it is a long, long season. We are, you know, and if sometimes we say we are, it feels like it's going by so fast. But when you're practicing out there, you're out there every day. You're gonna have. Lo- it's gonna be hard. I mean, it's hard to get up for mm-hmm. half these teams. So you're gonna have a moment. You know, you're gonna have a moment. Now that we're here, I'm really. This is the moment where Ansonia usually just says, "All right, we're Ansonia." Yeah. To, I mean, to sum up the NBL, Ansonia, Woodland, Nogatuck are your three playoff teams. Yeah, I think, I think so. Out of that. I think they're slammed up. I think that uh, is. I think Kyle is. I think for the health of the, I mean, the you know, perfect say, health that. of the league or something, like Noggin needs to kind of do this this year. They really do. Right. As far as I think, everyone, you know, we're gonna see what they're made of the next few weeks. We want to yeah. talk about doubters. I think everybody, you know, they're kind of sick of Ansonia. I, I got it, man. I know, especially in the NBA, they're sick. That's why, of that's why I shut down the blog. Yeah, because <laughs> every week. R.I.P. The NBA was. Kyle did the great, and the, his NVL blog was great. It was a must read. And Sean even wrote a in memorial. I did. I got a, I got a little eulogy out of that one. Yeah, he made a video just killing me a couple of years ago. So we yeah, actually watched beautiful. that the other day. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm good at eulogies. <laughs> yes, but uh, so those are so those are two of the best games uh, of the week. We're gonna take a short break, and then Kyle's gonna take us into the meat grinder. Every Tuesday afternoon, make sure to join Game Time CT soccer writers Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli for the Just for Kicks podcast. From the top teams and players across the state, nobody knows soccer better than these two. I don't got time for a long one this week because we got some good games. Um, so that's <laughs> the sound that everybody loves to hear or they mute their phone. But it is the meat grinder, and this is a... As the as uh, Sean's favorite word to say, loaded. This is a loaded week. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked Nog Tuck Seymour early. We talked Antonio Woodland. Um, we talked. You know, we brought up Berlin Bloomfield. Uh, <clears throat> and East Hartford New Britain. We've talked about all these games at some point, but I mean, these are the biggest games of the of the week. We Berlin and Bloomfield. This is the game that we're waiting for 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 both teams since the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, a lot of people pegged them as playoff teams, but none of them have really played anybody. And it's not to knock on their schedule, but this will be a good test for both teams uh, to see really what they're made of. I think, I think, like Sean said, we have a lot of C- a lot of the voters have CCC teams in their top ten or in their fifteens, sort of as packing peanuts. Up yeah. The hole, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, because it's filler material. And now I think the winner, at least, I'm going to probably speak for myself. I'll put the winner. In the top ten, and the losers out of the top fifteen, you know, because now I want to see which, 
which one's which if I'm supposed to listen the educated voices that I believe are somewhat educated I would uh, tend to believe Berlin is going to take that game um, I just recently made the flip-flop after so many weeks of being hearing Bloomfield's not that good um, <laughs> so but we'll see that'll the nice thing about this week is now you're into November you start to get these good football atmospheres. You know, it's a nice, you got a nice 40-degree night here. You get the, the fan base is getting revved up. You get your blackouts and your redouts and your blueouts and all this good stuff. This is this is the time that you wait for for the football season. Yeah. This I is mean, the, yeah, put up or shut I wrote in there, put up or shut up time. Yep, yep. This is it. You know, actually it was for, you know, for Bunnell last week. We said there, guys, you want to show us what you got? Well. And there you go. So now this is it. Every team goes, goes to this, every big team usually has this put up or shut up time and this is it for them. Yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be a good one. I think this You've is, seen them both. Yes. I think Berlin uh should win this game. That doesn't mean that they will. I just think that up and down the roster, I think Berlin is better. I think Bloomfield really relies heavily uh they they can pass and throw really well. Um so I think Berlin just needs to figure out what they want to do. They do they want to contain Butler in the backfield or do they want to shut down Bryden in the air? Cuz you know Bloomfield's got a lot of good receivers. Robinson, they got a freshman, Massey. Hmm. I was telling Sean the other day, he's got 12 catches. Ten of them are for touchdowns. He's got like 300 yards of receiving. And the kid, he's massive. So it's going to be interesting to see what Bloomfield decides to do. Uh, it is in Bloomfield. Um, so it's under the lights of Bloomfield. and uh, In the shadows of the greenhouse. Yes, their agricultural program. Yes. Um, so I was actually just there today, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good one, close on either way. Also in the CCC, we talk uh, East Hartford and New Britain. Um, you know, put up or shut up time. Well, one of these teams really needs to win. The other one's going to be playing catch up the rest of the season. That really is must win for I. Th- we talked about it yeah. a little bit. It might not end up being must win, but yeah. it sure should feel like must. Yeah, win. it has to be. The playoffs had to have started. I mean, for East Hartford, the playoffs started it's, last week. Yeah, it's a de facto playoff game. The yeah. loser may sneak in, but the loser's also going to get Darien or Southington in the first round. Yeah, yeah that's another. I mean, I really that's something think I completely Shelton, for, yeah. Right? So, yeah, Shelton you can maybe. get in. Yeah. Go for it. Right. Yeah. You want to stay out of that lower You want to get yeah, into that 6-5 yeah. or well, yeah, Or well, what if you're Middletown and you win out like they did last year and then you get New Canaan in the first round coming off a win on Listen, Thanksgiving. Listen, they should have beat New Canaan. That's come on. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. But. New Canaan again was ripe for the plucking, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, you're gonna have to win. You're gonna have to be good teams to win a state championship. I would love. I, I haven't even looked at it. I would love to see what like the FCAC record against the CCC is. A lot to a little. Yeah, and the SEC even. I, I mean, the FCAC completely that. dominated. And that's the thing. I would even mention this before the the football in this state is morphing into lacrosse. Where the lower the FCAC is just completely blowing everyone's doors off, and the rest of the state just can't seem to pick catch up. Yeah, it's. I mean, to be honest, when we're talking about the FCAC. There's really no good game in the FCAC this week. Well, I um, guess there is. St. Joseph at Staples. Oh come on! Oh wait a minute! Oh, really? I don't. St. Joseph will win by. Oh boy! Here we go. I'll say, say it. Twenty-one by twenty-one points. I say three touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Have they'll, you seen Staples? No. They'll it's see you in Norway. It's just, just seen, the way that the FCAC has been going this year. We can get excited about a game, and it's just really not good. Staples I, played pretty well against uh, Darian. Darian, right? Darian beat him final. 24 zip. Darian's defense so is the I would best. I win in, that. Darian's defense is the best in, in the league, um, in my opinion. I um, think. Although I, Staples' defense, they, they brought it. They got some big kids up front, and they, they, they gave them a lot of problems. 
Oh, and I, I don't, I'm not knocking. It was almost, a, it was almost a zero zero halftime. Yeah, score. I'm not, I'm not knocking Staples. I, I think they're, it I think they're like fine. You did, though. No, but the FCX, there's, there's, there's the three I get teams, what you're saying. and then there's everybody else. So Stratification. Really, you know, Ludlow comes in playing. What were they? Six that, and I understand they're five and one, whatever, and they've played nobody in the FCX. They're they're a good team and they're getting better and whatever. Here's, but they come in and then and obviously Greenwich is on a different level. But it's just two completely different mm. levels of football. Here's so. how this works. That was Ludlow deer in the headlights time. There was a you know they're five and one. Oh my god! But when you look at the one loss, I mean they lost to who was it? Uh, who who they lose to before that? Was it Trumbull? Yes. Yes. Trumbull beat them, and then they turn around and beat the team that beat Trumbull. So they were still, and their schedule wasn't good to date. They hadn't played anybody like Grant, Grant or Darien yet. And that was why you saw their record where it was. I mean, I think they're a good, solid team. And the answer, they probably beat a lot of teams elsewhere. But in this case, I'm, I, listen, that's a, that's a big thing for Ludlow to get in there. And, and you kind of saw that one coming. This one, yeah, I mean, I, the I, only thing I will say about Staples is uh, that new coach and I mean, again, they, they played really well against Darien. And you want to say that's something the teams that they've Darien. beaten, Bridgeport Central, Will in McMahon. Ridgefield, Norwalk. Ridgefield was a good one. Eh, I saw Ridgefield against Will. Yeah, right, both right, of those teams were not. But I think Ridgefield deserves to be a, a little bit higher because in the yeah they're in that middle. They're in the know, upper middle, and Staples right now is in the upper middle. And they haven't been able to get over the upper middle for a while. I, I'm, but it's still, they're still playing St. Joe's. I understand that. Um, I think. You're going to see a little bit of a bit better Staples team in this one. I, I mean, I, they mean got, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just... I think, well, I th it's clearly another... It, is it quite Greenwich Lolo? No. Um, but it's clearly the best game in the FC. I'm very curious. I mean, does St. Joe win? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I didn't see a lot enough from Staples defense. I mean, sorry, Staples offense against Darian. But again, again, they were playing against the best defense in the league. Can we have a friendly wager here? Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to bet? Well, would, would you just gave, you gave the points. You said 21. Okay, so you're so I'll take the, I'll take the under on that. Okay. Oh, what's on the line? Well, you wait. You're taking the under. Meaning, you're taking, yeah, meaning you're like taking they're staples. not going to beat them by. Well, they're not going to be. I'm not going to say. I don't say Staples wins. Yeah, but you think? But you, you, Saint Joe's will beat them by less than 21 points. So you're giving the points. Yeah, yeah basically. All right, what do you want about? Oh, what, what about a week's worth of vacation? No. <laughs> How about the winner pays? For our next wing outing. All right. Ooh, the deal. loser pays for the next one. Oh, the, the deal, loser, deal, deal, deal. All right. I That's make it. out great so, in this deal. Yeah. You well, were you, going to get to it, buy anyway. it anyway. I'm way overdue anyway. Yeah, yeah you, you so. totally are. And then um, the, the other one. Uh, this, here's this the week. thing, though. I mean, does, do I think St. Joe can win by? Yeah. Wow, this but, is exciting. But yeah, this is good. Um, what day is that game? Friday or Saturday? But I think Staples shows up. I just think they do. The game's at Friday night. Big Friday night. Yeah, and then there's one more good Friday game. I just touch on it quickly. Uh, Newtown Brookfield, one loss Brookfield. They did not play well yeah. in their last couple of games. I the need new to Fairfield game really, really shook Sean. We are in. Well, it didn't shake me, but we are in the SWC. He texted me and he's like, "Yikes!" <laughs> well, hold on a second. Whenever the yikes comes out, so it's all over. Yikes! Shaggy. That's my shaggy. I just found out that that Scooby Doo is a great day. And the other day it was a trivia question on Millionaire. Is you didn't know is? that he was a great team. No, I, I, I'd ask my friends. I'd, Sorry, oh, I guess you could see that. I, the, I okay, I like. Uh, but uh, Newtown's gonna roll. Yeah, me too. I think you and I saw. I think Newtown's yeah. far and above. I mean, we're just gonna wait for them to see how they do in in class double L. I mean, yeah. I think the only question is for Newtown is not that whether or not they'll win this game or not, but it's like, is this the team who's finally gonna maybe win a game or two in mm. double L? They, I think questions. Newtown. 
Newtown needs to get to the No easy answers, game. Kyle. I'll tell you what. Between Newtown and Naugatuck, those are your two. Like, let's let's go. Yeah. I'm, let's see it in the I playoffs. I think those are like the fan favorites in, in double L. Well, everything's cyclical. So the FCAC's just been running the show here. And is there anybody who can stop any FCAC team in the playoffs? So that's really what we're looking at in, in the playoffs. We all kind of named it. Hand, which is SEC, is going to roll through L. We say either Darianna Grant, right, in double L. We say St. Joseph in M, and we say, well, I don't know, Ansonia, Bloomfield. Bloomfield, maybe? Let's not overlook the potential impact of the looming election on this weekend's games. <laughs> Fairfield County may be distracted. Berlin's coach, is he running for office again? No, the, didn't the person drop out? I don't know, they, they found somebody to, oh. to run against. Him. Oh, so it's a token election. Still, yeah, you got you to put your face on. Um, either right. way, it should be the a scariest, fun... The scariest thing uh, is not... Uh, that week is not um, Halloween, but it is the elections coming up right after. This so. we got and a loaded note. schedule. Uh, get out, go see some games. There are really, I mean, there are so many good football players playing this weekend. Uh, head over to Game Time CT to check out the full schedule, and we will be back with you next Monday. Have a good week. Oh, goodbye. Yeah. That's oh, fine. I wish I was just gonna say that this week is like the loaded potato. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>